When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We've got eight days till training camp, 54 days till opening day week. One, welcome to the DeBear Claw podcast. I'm Joey Christopoulos, back from vacay with my co-hosts as always, Vincent Saunders and Quentin Maddox. Let's say what's up to the boys. What's up, Vincent? What's going on, Joe? Nice to have you back, Brady. I know. Back from Vegas, got myself a little tan, threw down some couch change on maybe Justin Fields, 25 to 1 to win MVP, down a good old MGM Caesars. Uh, ready to roll, man. Uh, let's also bring in Quentin, man. Quentin. Uh, eight days away till training camp, man. Are you pumped? I'm ready. Ready to roll. So here we go, you guys. Uh, with a week to go to training camp, you know, the stories are going to start pumping and flowing out of the Bears spigot coming up in about a week. But until then, let's do a little preview of training camp coming up. We wanted to do our four most important Bears heading into training camp. Now, this can mean a lot of different things to each of our co-hosts here, but we're just trying to nail down who are the players that we are circling on our roster board right now, that if this guy's going in the right direction, Chicago bears got a chance to actually compete in the NFC North, which according to CBS thinks that we're going to finish dead last. So uh, let's just kick it off right away. Quentin, man, um, this is your topic. This is your thing, man. Throw us the first Chicago bear out of your four that, you know, that needs to show up this year. If the bears are going to compete in the NFC North. Um, I think this is no surprise, but it's going to be Justin Fields. Um, today's NFL, modern NFL, the quarterback is just so important. And the development of the 2023 Bears is going to rest solely on, well, majority majority on Justin Fields. So I'm going with Justin for my most important Bear. I don't think needs too much more exp- explanation. I mean, across the board, Vincent, the entire city of Chicago. He's the most is he not just the most important Chicago Bear Vincent is he the most important Chicago athlete this year next year and moving forward in terms of guy that we have our fingers crossed saying my god please be successful please be good oh yeah most important athlete in the city of Chicago right now without a shadow of doubt but do I think he's the most important Chicago Bear I don't necessarily think so. Not for the rest of the last five months of 2023, the most important Chicago Bear, number one on my list, Luke Getze, Justin mm. Fields' offensive coordinator. There is – he is – he is about – Justin Fields, you know, our team is going to you know live and die based on what he does on the field. And who's going to get him prepared? Luke. If Luke is on top of his game and gets Justin looking like a – you know, outside 
all pro type of quarterback, then well, you know, everything, everything starts right then and there. If if everything goes opposite of that, then Luke didn't did have a great year. And by by extension, Justin didn't. So yeah, Luke, I'm giving Luke my number one. Quentin, I want to throw this back over to you because this brings up an interesting question where last year, I think we're looking at this season as, I don't know, a lot of people are throwing make or break out there for Justin Fields this particular season. And last year, I think we had a lot of easy, obvious things to say, hey, well, look, this isn't actually a normal situation for a guy to succeed in. Uh, You know, poor offensive line that did actually get a little bit better towards the end of the year. Um, Not a lot of offensive weapons in general and a brand new offense. Quinton, is it fair to say that the last game in town, the last excuse game in town for Justin Fields is if Luke Getze fails him? Because I don't think we can say that about the offensive line anymore. And he's got DJ Moore, he's got Chase Claypool, and he's got Darnell Mooney. If it doesn't go well for Justin Fields, where do Bears fans turn to other than Luke Getze? I think you got to look at Justin Fields. Um, I understand offensive coordinators are important, but Justin's got to show us something, though. He's got to show uh, maturation as a passer. He has to show that he can still make dynamic plays, but definitely has to grow as a passer and a leader. So, um, no, this is this year. This year is on Justin. Uh, I don't think we can leave this year without knowing for sure if he's the man. I think we got to know. There can't be any questions. It's year number three. There's a talented draft class coming in next year. Uh, and then you got to make a decision on signing him to the to the fifth year and an extension. So, I think no, I don't, I don't think there's any more passes for Justin. He, he, he's got to he's got to be the man this year. Um, look, I agree with you. Right now, I think we can go over a couple of play calls here, just the same way that we can go over maybe some throws and mistakes that Justin might have. But you know, everything that we had last year, even the year before with Matt Nagy and everything. You know, it's all kind of sitting there right now for Justin Fields to not only succeed, but also win football games. Like, I know we all, we're all talking about what kind of stats is he going to put up? How many yards is he going to rush for? I mean, personally, I think this year, I think the most important stat is going to be how many W's he puts on the board. Um, and, and, and what does it look like when a Chicago Bears team wins this season? We only got three of them last year, gentlemen. So when we do win this year, how does it? What does it look like, right? Is it the offense carrying the day? Is Justin Fields bringing us back from behind? Is it a combined effort? I think that's going to go a long way into us figuring out the long-term future for Justin Fields. Um, I'll go next. Justin Fields off the board. Luke Getzey off the board. Uh, We're still kind of – we're picking off the top shelf here, so this one's not going to seem like too much of a surprise. One of the most Chicago Bears – important Chicago Bears for me is DJ Moore, right? I mean, this is the guy that we went out, and not only did we – bring in someone that we knew that we needed, which is a talented number one wide receiver, but he was a part of a package of us trading that number one pick. When we landed in that number one pick, everyone said this is a pivotal earth shattering, changing moment for the franchise and what we do with it right now can shape what this team looks like for years to come. Ryan Poles chose to, and I think correctly to put in instead of more draft capital to get an actual player back in return to help his quarterback in the present instead of just the future. So for me, it isn't so much like DJ Moore needs to prove this or whatever. I think he's proven plenty in the NFL. What I'm saying is that we need a healthy DJ Moore. I need to see DJ Moore out there 17 games in a row. And especially when we're talking about Justin Fields and throwing the football, what do we talk a lot about, guys? We talk a lot about first read with Justin Fields. 
DJ Moore needs to be that automatic first read option for him. So that chemistry needs to be there. His availability needs to be there. And I just think of the dudes out there on the field. I think we're going to see a completely different Bears offense um, heading into this season. So I'm going with uh, with DJ Moore for sure. Um, Vincent, throw me another important Chicago Bear for you. Uh, on my list, and number two, aforementioned Justin Fields. Quentin, you know, he he pretty much laid it out out there reasons for his contract situation makes it imperative that he shows improved this this 2003 has to uh as you know after the third season is when teams can start talking to you about your rookie extension or before a first round draft pick which justin was uh that we could give him a mulligan again if we didn't have two first round picks coming up we got those two first round picks ours in carolinas and there's going to be least three blue chip quarterbacks in the first round next year if we have another stumble to another three win to five win season and justin is still has those question marks on him you know why not i mean what what other what other what other choice are you are you left to make we does he need more weapons we got him weapons he, he needs better offensive potential we did that already <laughs> at this point you go hey you know what Throw it in. Let's, let's, let's start over. Get another one. Well, yeah, because it's not only so much the quarterback class next year, right? I mean, Quentin, it's also just the timetable of with Justin and his deal and also possibly maximizing him if you're going to move on from him. And let's also keep in mind that this is a hard reality for Bears fans to wrap their heads around, but General Manager Ryan Poles did not draft Justin Fields. So I'm sure... You know, once you put on the Bears jersey, he's rooting for every person in that Bears jersey to succeed. But at the same time, Ryan Poles did not evaluate him, put his career on the line, and necessarily say that he's going to go ahead and, you know, take Justin Fields. And, and then all of a sudden, um, you know what I mean, hang on with the guy. So if he doesn't hang in there, then, you know, what exactly are we going to do? Ryan Poles has yet to extend anybody from the uh, uh, pace era, correct? True. Yeah, I don't think that's a great question. I'm I mean he's he's spoken highly of Eddie Jackson. Um he didn't cut Cody Whitehair. He spoke highly of David Montgomery as well. (laughs) (laughs) He he sure did. No man that before he traded him. It's a great point. It's a great point. There's only a couple of guys left from that era right now. I mean Eddie Jackson, uh Cody Whitehair. Um, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, um, all these guys are looking I'm for contracts, and so far, Jalen Johnson, nope, not happening yet. So, Nobody. yeah, Quentin, man, that's that's a great point, and maybe Justin Fields is in that same boat of it's still a little bit of show me mode for the organization. And look, I'm I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. We won three games last year. As electrifying as he looked on the field, uh, he still has p- plenty to prove. Uh, Q, man, you're up next, man. Give us another bear. Who's the who's one of the more important bears you got your eye on? Uh, heading into the season, I'm gonna go with uh Vince's uh, top answer, Luke Getze. Um, just like there's a lot of pressure on Fields because of the offensive upgrades, there's gonna be pressure on Getze. Not only does he have to uh show that he can develop a young, talented quarterback, he has to show that he can um use his chess pieces. You know, they brought in DJ Moore, they drafted. They drafted a running back. They brought in a free agent running back. Khalil Herbert looked good last year. They brought in a 
highly respected guard around the league in Nate Davis, and they drafted a tackle. So the Bears actually brought in a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. So I think it's, it's definitely important that, that, that gets to use these guys right and we score points and are an effective offense. So Getty is, is, is very important. Yeah, Vincent, isn't it interesting, like, how – Matt Nagy did this, how they, like – they kind of, like, spin it a little bit where they're, like – remember Matt Nagy was very famous being, like, well, it takes five years to learn this offensive system. Um, so you better give me a five-year contract. Um, I know that sometimes – at times last year with Luke Etsy, we were saying, oh, are we going to lose him as a head coach? And then that sort of cooled off a little bit. Um, Vincent, in year two, right, I mean, let's just follow up on this one more time with Luke Etsy. The guy has to have the pulse of his players, right? And he's got to have the pulse of his players in a connective tissue with the playbook, right? This is year two. It's not year one. And and, and do you have the expectation, as I think uh, Quentin does, that, you know, in preseason and even in week one, this thing should kind of be rolling right away. None of this, like, oh, we're feeling it out. Oh, it's all a new system. It's all new guys. I mean, I kind of had the expectation that Luke Etsy needs to get these guys ready to roll. And we should see the offense that we should see in September, in October, November, right off the bat. There's only three new guys coming, right? Everybody else is a return to starter from last year, right? The only new players are uh, Darnell right? DJ Moore, Davis. And if you want to put play yeah, in there, they, they, I'm kind of a halfy. Yeah, right? Yeah, he got a hand. Yeah. Man. No, yeah, this, this, this. There's, there should be this. This should look like this continuity. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. Um, I don't. I'm not cutting anybody any slack. Uh, Matt Nagy said what he said, and you know he got bumped up out of here. Lou Getze, they cut. They was cutting Chase Claypool all that slack last season. Like, yeah, this is this playbook is difficult to to pick up. It's going to take him a little while. Oh, if that was the case, why did we trade for him midseason? I don't. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. None of that. None of that stuff. And, you know, if I want to give the benefit of the doubt and say, OK, it takes a while for you all to for you feel comfortable in, in the in the offense, understand the progressions and, you know, all the other stuff. Cool. You had a whole offseason. You had an entire six months. In fact, extrapolated into the season. You had you had an entire nine months to understand the playbook, understand understand your teammates, understand everybody's reads, where everybody likes to go, X, Y, Z. It's put up a shut-up time. As we as pretty much as you can basically title the show, put up a shut-up time. You've had umpteenth amount of umpteenth amount of time to figure it out. Lou Gatsy's offense can't be that um, difficult that it takes years for you to actually uh, be, be comfortable in it. Justin Fields has to, has to be comfortable. His his weapons, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Darnett Moody, they have to be comfortable. By an extension, David, um, not David Montgomery, but Khalil Herbert and all the rest of the running backs, they have to understand protections. They have to understand, you know, gaps, all the gap schemes that come off the offensive line. Everybody has to be a unit by this point in time. We're going into training camp. This needs to be second nature. Yeah. By by what week two, week three of training camp, it has to be. It has to be like. You have to know it like you know English. That's the whole reason why you have continuity and you bring guys back and, you know, you involve in a system is it has to get a little tighter over time. And the excuse last year of, oh, well, we're figuring it out. I mean, I just don't think they had luxury of that this year. 
Uh, I'm going to throw yeah. another one on the board. And um, you know what? I don't even know if this is – I don't even know if this is, like, my most important bear, but I kind of want to throw it out there now as something to kind of watch throughout training camp um, because, honestly, I don't think enough people are talking about it. Um, I'm going to put the damn kicking game in there. I am. I'm going to put Cairo Santos in there. Um, and here's why. Um, I don't have it in front of me right now, but the dude missed a ton of extra points last year. Um, he wasn't as solid as he was two years ago. And when we're talking about this margin for error with Justin Fields, a new offense, we're talking about Luke Getze, we're talking about continuity, we're talking about getting out there, we're talking about scoring points, feeling good, getting confidence, and maybe having the offense for once in the Chicago Bears team be one of the strengths of the team. Um, I hate to break it to everyone. It's kind of boring and not sexy, but you're going to have to make your field goals. Um, you're going to have to have confidence to have Justin Fields, you know, in a two minute drill before the end of the half, lead the team down the field and maybe pop, you know, a 48 yard field goal. Um, you're going to need a guy to make all of his extra points. Um, I do believe there was a couple situations last year where a couple of those extra points missed, um, put us into a different situations or at least put us into different call situations later on in the game because we didn't have that extra point on the board and i'm also just saying too as well that there is a guy who currently does not have a team right now who used to be on the chicago bears his name is robbie gold and i'm not saying that we should make a move right now but i do think it's kind of interesting i don't think cairo santos's job is incredibly safe and i just think it's one of those things that like you know when we talk about baseball teams um what's the most boring thing on the planet to talk about baseball is defense no one wants to talk about defense in baseball, but you know what? It is one of the most important underrated aspects of a team that kind of gets those couple extra outs and maybe gets you a couple extra wins. And I'm just going to kind of throw it out there right now that I do not really trust Cairo Santos right now. I think he has a lot to prove in this training camp. And the hallmark of a mediocre team or a sub-500 team usually is also a kicker who cannot hit kicks from 45 yards and out, misses extra points, or doesn't put points to the board when you need it. I mean, I just think it's one of those things that we should have a set it, forget it on. And also, if Justin Fields is the guy, Q, I'll toss it to you. If Justin Fields is the guy, we are going to have to roll that over at some point, right? We are going to have to find a kicker of the future at some point. Um, I'm not saying it has to happen this season, but but I don't know, Q, I, I, am I wrong? I mean, I wasn't very impressed with Cairo Santos last year, um, and, and, and we need to at least see some baseline improvement on that. Um, and we're just not talking about it right now because it doesn't like it just doesn't piss us off yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, come September, if he's you missing know, extra points in the game, we're gonna be pissed, dude. You know, I always looked at the kicker as kind of a luxury part of the game. Uh, I guess I got used to Robbie Gold for so long, but um, the double doink and Cody Parkey made me look at uh. Ever since 2018, I don't dismiss the importance of kickers. It's, it's not nothing exciting, but I'm not going to dismiss uh, the importance of a kicker, no. I don't, I don't have anything... Yeah, you know, to say about that. I mean, you're you're very much correct, Joe. Um, kicking that 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 special team, that other um, side of the ball, it ain't it ain't unimportant. It ain't the most sexy thing to talk about. We love talking about offense and defense, but yeah, 
we know that we definitely need for definitely need for the kicking game to carry his weight. You can't have Santos out here missing extra points because every point counts with a team that again we we was a three win team last year. We are we are nipping at margins trying to be, become a better team, and you can't do that leaving points on the field. You if you expect your offense to grind it out, drive down the field, and get into the end zone, which I remember from I remind you, as I said, if it wasn't last week, the week before that, this team was very bad converting in the red zone. If this team is going to make the leap that we needed to make, they're going to need to capitalize on every part of the every part of the field. Offense, defense, and special teams. So yeah, I, I can see where you're going with that, Joe. I appreciate I yeah. I, I got you. Yeah, I look, I don't I I don't think it's like a, a make or break for the season. I just think it's important. And when we talk about a team that doesn't have a huge margin for error, um this Chicago Bears team just just needs solid kicking, right? I mean, like it's the fundamentals, it's the little things, it's all that stuff that's gonna help us out. And I think Cairo Santos has a lot to prove this year. That's just my you know, this is kind of where I'm personally at with that. Uh Quentin, throw us another uh important bear. Give us another top four guy. Um after watching the defense plummet to thirty second, uh, weren't they thirty second? They finished the year thirty second. Um, I'm gonna go with Matt Eberflus because he's a defensive guy, and that's not gonna cut it. Uh, so I mean, just like the offense, I don't, I don't, th- I think, I think Poles has dropped the ball in terms of adding an edge rusher, but he did add two very good linebackers. Uh, I think both the cornerbacks they drafted this year will come in and contribute. We got to see a little bit more of that defensive unit. And Iberflus, I think he's the brains behind it. They're running his defensive scheme. I know Allen Williams, the defensive coordinator, but I think Iberflus, I think he's still the, the, the brains behind the operation for the defense. I think that's where he's going to make his mark on this team. Uh, so Iberflus and the defense has to be a lot better. I couldn't pinpoint one player defensively, but. They got to get a lot better defensively. Yeah, Vincent, hop in on uh, Iberflus just really quick. Yeah, it's funny. I was gonna uh, real quick. I was going to, uh, I was going to say like the ghost of a pass rusher who has not yet been signed yet is the most important Chicago Bears, but I'm not even sure they're going to even do that at this point. And I'm damn sure not putting Demarcus Walker on this list. So, so Q, I, I'm I'm bored with you with Iberflus. I think the honeymoon I'm is over. I'm right? the Dominic Robinson hype. In the off season, I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm gonna put on a smile and I'm gonna say Dominique Robinson is gonna break out like what was the kid we had in the Super Bowl year? Uh, Mark Anderson. Mark Anderson. Maybe he, yeah. So maybe he's the, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's the surprise of Cap, and he's he he's why Poles has been so nonchalant about signing the edge rusher. So we're we're gonna put a lot of faith in Dominique Robinson, the former yeah. quarterback and. Tight end. Yeah. <laughs> Vincent, uh, hop in on Iberflus. Yeah, I'm going to co-sign both of you all. Iberflus, this is, you know, he, he he coached a very talented, very opportunistic defense in Indianapolis. That's why he was hired. Um, we haven't seen any of that yet. Granted, that we've, we've tore it down since he's gotten here, and he's playing with spare parts. I get it. But 
at some point the the coaching's got to the coaching has got to show some show some fruit in that in that harvest, right? I, I mean, players got to be where they're supposed to be. Players got to make tackles. Players got to make plays. We get that, but if every time I look up, um, it doesn't matter. Every time I look up, there's just a gap being you know being blown up. A running back's just running free, uh, or you know. Players are just there's no people are wide open. I can't always put that on a player. It's like it, it, it's got to be there's a disconnect coming somewhere. So yeah, I, I definitely I can I can see that Ibrahim's being you know a very important a bear coming up for the season. I mean he's a head coach. He should be. Well, I, I think you can't have it both ways, right? We're, with Ibrahim. We've been kind of sold that, you know, we're going to take a step back here on defense and really really build this thing slowly because he's a guy that gets the most out of his players, right? He's the one who takes maybe a lesser talented group of guys and raises it up to maybe more of a league average level. Now, he certainly did not do that last year. Um, At times, I felt like that the defense played okay in the first half of the year, but, man, it really fell off in in Quentin – you know, with the running game, I mean, it was just atrocious. It was probably the worst Bears run defense um, I, I've ever seen outside Everybody, of maybe the Yeah, in the NFL. Yeah. Like, it was bad. Yeah, outside of the Mel Tucker era, um, it was probably the worst I've ever seen. Oh, so if why, you, why did you bring that name up? Wow, <laughs> Mel Tucker. Making... <laughs> oh, that was some, that was, those were the things we did here. Yeah, when we were giving that up hurt. back-to-back like 50 burgers. And, um, you know, so when it comes to Eberflus, if you are going to say, you know what, we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think it's very fair to, to say that Matt Eberflus needs to have a good season and he needs to show us that he adds some sort of competitive advantage uh, when we take the field on Sundays. I don't think that's asking too much. Vincent, uh, give us another one of your bears. Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to stick with the offense. I'm gonna stick with offense. I'm, I'm going DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore as he's the hood ornament for this offense right now. You know, most of Bear Nation was given Justin a mulligan last season based on lack of weapons. You know, in the in the wide receiver room, really, right? I, I think that was the predominant talking point for most Bear fans. Like, hey, you know, give Justin some weapons. He, he can, you know, he could be the best quarterback in the in the, in the league. People said that, you know, it was out of pocket. Well, you know, we'll, we'll let we'll let him have it. Now they wouldn't got DJ Moore. They've been playing catch all summer. It needs to manifest into something on the field. No more excuses. You got the weapon now. Um, Ryan Poles, he is in love with wide receivers. You know, he he loves wide receivers. I think. I don't think anybody will argue argue me down on that point. So we've got we he went out there and got the weapons. He's nothing nothing else, nothing else to be said about, you know, Justin doesn't have this, that, and the third. He's got it now. Prove it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely on my list. And uh if he's healthy and he's out there, man, we could see we could be pleasantly surprised with this offense for sure. Uh Quentin, throw us another bear. Um, I'm going DJ Moore too. I think he's yeah. absolutely imperative to the maturation of Justin Fields. I mean, we saw so many frustrating moments last year with St. Brown dropping passes, uh, Pettis not coming back to the ball, uh, guys not creating separation. Um, Samoa is a breath of fresh air. He's 
by far the most accomplished receiver on this core. He has to be the alpha. He's got to beat team's number one corners. He's going to have to beat bracketed coverage and double teams sometimes. Uh, they, like you said earlier, they gave up draft capital for him. Uh, I heard the Panthers are going to include another first-round pick, uh, and Poles chose more. If he chose more over first-round pick, more absolutely has to be a stud. Absolutely. Because yeah. you're paying more. Uh, are they paying $19 million this year? Uh, it's, um, it's seven. I thought it was 17 and then it moves to 15. He's absolutely got to be a stud. He, he, he is an important, but not only does he have to get open and make catches, but he has to do something we haven't seen Bears receivers doing a long time and that's get run after the catch, make plays mm. after you make a catch the ball. You know, we haven't had guys that were explosive open field runners and, and more, after the catch, he kind of runs like a running back. He can break tackles. You know, he, he's fast. He's shifty. So we need big plays out of him. It's just, I mean, he's got to take five-yard slants and extend them 20, 30 yards. We haven't had that in a long time. So we're going to need that out of DJ Moore. He's the highest-paid offensive player. He's probably the most decorated uh, skill position player on the offensive side of the ball. So we, we he, he needs to show up. He needs the ball. Um, look, I – we're all in agreement, right? And if DJ Moore gives us 1,200 to 1,400 yards this year, six, seven, eight touchdowns, just imagine the ceiling for this team. And then all of a sudden, the ceiling that we start looking at for a quarterback like Justin Fields that we desperately want to be really well. Uh, I'm going to go next. I'm going to throw one out there. Um, so I don't know why I'm in a real, like, in the world of zigzags, I'm in a real, real zag mood today. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just like, I want to throw out some random bears. Um, one of my most important bears, I'm going to throw it out there, is Nate Davis. And here's why. Everyone's going to probably say it's Darnell Wright, but here's the deal. When we're talking about the most important Chicago Bears, if Darnell Wright does not it, it hit his potential or we don't see the peak of Darnell Wright, it will make a ton of sense because he is a rookie right tackle. Okay. Um, Braxton Jones obviously needs to take a step forward. But again, I think if Braxton Jones is just solid, as he was for most of last year, I think we're going to be pretty okay on the left side. Nate Davis is a guy that you just paid money to. All right. And Nate Davis is also going to be the guy who's going to be sitting next to Darnell Wright, helping him out with checks, trying to help him get through his rookie season. And I think at times when our running game, which was also one of the best in the NFL last year, was going great. It was mostly to that right side in that zone outside scheme game. And we had Tevin Jenkins there at right guard kind of you know making some holes and getting a little nasty on that right side of the football. So if you're going to bring in Nate Davis and you're going to pay him 10 million bucks a year, he better not be Bobby Massey. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I get it that we're all going to say we took this high pick on Darnell Wright. He better be good. Braxton Jones is on the left side. Left tackle is so important. He better be good. But I think it's really, really important for the Chicago Bears to have the veteran, the guy that they just signed, Nate Davis, they paid money to, who they are sunken into money to for next year, I think it's really important that that dude is good. If he is good and solid, then I think that helps make Darnell Wright better. I think that means that General Manager General Manager Ryan Poles made a good choice, and I definitely think that it will help things out because I also kind of think that Tevin Jenkins on the left side is going to be pretty good there too as well. I just like his nasty as long as he's healthy. So all of a sudden, if Nate Davis is good, 
I think just the the ceiling for our offensive line goes up a little bit more. The potential goes up a little bit more, and I think that he is in, in a really important Chicago Bear for this year. I can't find a reason to disagree. You know, again, the one part of our team that last year that was good was a running running side, and we, you know that right side of that line they held it they held us up. Um, obviously, we expect we hope the Bears' offense goes another goes to the next level and more vertical, as opposed to just a ground a ground based offense. But still, that doesn't mean we have to abandon abandon the run at all, all the way. And if our run if our right side run is going to be the strength of that ground ground game, perfect. We need it. Yeah. Q, uh, I want to ask you, because Vincent, I think you're hitting on something here right now, and I still believe this deeply. Q, in your opinion, you know, I know we're talking all this stuff about Justin Fields, but I still think Justin Fields is probably a 20 to 25 pass attempt a game guy, which means we're still going to have to run the ball a lot. Do you think that we're going to be a team that we're going to see Justin Fields throw the ball over 30 times a game? Or do you think it's going to be more? I mean, look, he can't. He can't pass it any less than he did last year. So that's got to go up, right? But I still don't see it as like this pass-heavy unit. I mean, I still think we're going to run the ball a ton. Do you disagree? Um, no, I, I don't disagree. I think um, Eva Flutes and Getty, I, I think their philosophy, um, or at least last year, it seemed to, to run the ball and establish the offense through, through run. And I think Justin Fields works well off play action. So, And he's still a young quarterback. He still is a young quarterback, and I don't think you want to overwhelm him. And I do think you need to protect him a little bit. So um, uh, I don't know if it'll be as low as 20. I think it'll shade up to maybe 25 to 30. But I don't think it'll be like – you see Kirk Cousins in Minnesota throwing the ball 38, 40 times of the game. You know, you see other quarterbacks. You see Mahomes throw it 50 times a game sometimes. Uh you see a lot of guys throwing 30, 35 times. I don't think we're we're yet in the uh, area where we're going to have Fields dropping back, throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game. And I think he's still figuring it out. So I think there will be times where he drops back, doesn't see what he likes, is uncomfortable, and, you know, escapes the pocket and still hurts the defense. And I think there's still going to be some design runs. So I think you're still going to see uh, Fields uh, uh, attacking and, and running the ball. So I think that will drop his attempt. So I'm perfectly fine with still in the 25 the 30th attempt range. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, yeah, I just don't think uh, we're going to be chucking around the field still. It's going to be a little more incremental progress on that end. Um, gentlemen, uh, any more important bears? Who are the any more important bears still left on the table? Vincent, you got one? Yeah, I, I got one more. Um, Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, super that was important. Super important. I wrestled him number four. He's super important. I mean, he's far and away our best player on the, in, on, in the front seven on the defensive side. Uh, if we're going to be anything close to competitive as a team or just as a as a defense, it's largely going to be because of him. I can't see any other reason that you know we would become a, a good a good defense other than other than the fact that he's leading them. As we as we discussed in litany, this team doesn't have the doesn't have the horses to pressure a quarterback. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we we were pretty abysmal in stopping the run last year. If anything, if anything's going to change, it's going to be led and start 
and end with Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, Q, hop in on Tremaine Edmonds. Um, very important. I wrestled with him, putting him in the top four. He's going to wear the C this year. He's going to uh, make the check downs, and he's going to be the defensive signal caller. Uh, he's very important. Uh, I know this guy isn't as sexy as a pick, but uh, uh, is it Andrew Billingsley, the guy they signed for the Browns, the big defensive tackle? Uh, it's just Billings. Yeah, you got it. Billings. Okay. Uh, he's going to be extremely important as well because the Bears' interior defense last year was just a revolving door. I mean, offensive linemen blew them off the ball. They had their way with them. Um, uh, they they brought in Justin from the Chargers, and he's a little bit undersized. Uh, so he's going to be very important. They were the 32nd-ranked rush defense, and it wasn't even close. I don't think they were even close to 31. So um, I kind of got uh, Edmonds and Billings tied. Billings is a big man, and uh, suppose he's going to make a huge difference in the run game. You know, he's going to be taking on the double teams, and they're they're going to they're going to need him. They're going to lean heavily on him and Edmonds. Yeah, I mean, I I was like I was really tempted to put like a Travis Gibson in here. You know what I mean? Just because they keep giving him this run and they keep thinking that he's going to fill this oh, role. Lord, obviously, <laughs> I know, dude. I know. So I, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> my last one. My last one. Honestly, I'm going to throw Kyler Gordon in there. Uh, I think Kyler Gordon had a little bit of an up and down season last year, but that's okay. He's a rookie, right? I think the highs were really strong. I think the lows were actually really low. Um, I would like to see a little bit more of a baseline from him, and I just think it's important for the Chicago Bears because last one six, eight games are really good. Though. Yeah, they were they were, and it gave you His some last six, six, And I just think it's important that he has a strong season for two reasons. The first one is the slot position in the NFL now is one of these all, suddenly, quickly a very premium position on the defense. Um, you need to have someone solid there. And then two, let's be honest, let's just roll it back to when we had those two second round picks, and there were guys on the board like George Pickens, and there were guys on the board on the offensive line, and they went with Kyler Gordon. And then they double dip with Jaquan Brisker. And look, I think Brisker has already proven to me that the dude is solid. I, I think he's got Pro Bowl potential written all over it. And I just sort of think that if we're rolling the dice a little bit when we took Kyler Gordon, I think this is an important season for him to solidify himself in this defense and kind of justify a little bit why we took him with, what was it, the 38th or 39th pick in the second Let's round. Let's also remember Tariq Woolen, uh, the Pro Bowl corner, rookie corner from the Seahawks, was taken in the fifth round so yeah we're talking draft value there was there was some good guys still on the board when they took gordon and brisker some really good football players yeah and look i think that's what this team is all about and i think that's what's going to be exciting about this season is there are just tons of people that not only have something to prove a little bit more of like a put up shut up make or break kind of time for a lot of these guys um and and you know i think it's a team that and again i I, I might get it wrong, but I think it's something like 85% of their starters are 25 and younger. Um, we're again going to be one of the youngest football teams mm -hmm. in the NFL. Um, and you can play that both ways, right? You could say that that's a really good thing. And you could also say that the lack of experience is going to be something that's going to maybe have the bears fall short a couple of times this year. So um, it's all going to play itself out over the next week. Cause training camp begins right around the corner and the bear club podcast is going to be covering all over it. We got to get out of here guys. Uh, from Vincent Saunders, Quentin Maddox, I'm Joey Christopoulos. Thank you so much for tuning in, you guys, here on the Fans First Sports Network. Uh, we'll be back again next week. 
this stuff's starting to get real people so thank you so much for tuning in and hopping on tell a friend about it uh we got more content on the way uh bear down be well and uh we'll see you on the field two a days here we go q remember two a days yes i do (laughs) (laughs) vividly vividly 54 days until we start 1-0 gentlemen let's go let's go Brian Erlock's number 54 days peace